Hey everybody, what's going on? Diego here. Welcome to another Rad Podcast episode. I guys, it's been a while, but we're back at it, and better than ever. Today we got a special guest. He goes by the name of Austin Paul. He's a filmmaker, director, just all video amazing. This guy, I've been checking out his product videos for the past year and a half, I believe, on his YouTube channel, Instagram, shorts, everything, and just mind-blowing, all the amazing video content he's been making, and... If you haven't checked them out, you're missing out. Just gotta tell you that much. So we're gonna be chatting with him, see what it's all about, tell us a little bit about his filmmaking career, a bit of everything. See who Austin Paul really is. I'm hyped to have him on. I know it's been a long time coming, and finally we have arrived to this day. So you should be hopping on a little bit and we'll get on chatting. One second here, sorry. Gotta... How you doing? Good, how you doing? Been good. Nice chilling day, Tuesday. <laughs> Yeah, sorry about that. I I was like, I literally I've been stuck on this edit for um, a bit of time, and then like I just finally now got like the flow. Like, I can't. <laughs> I was like, I gotta. I know, I gotta, I know how that is. I know how that is though. Yeah. And you want to get uh, now? You're like, dude, I gotta get this. Is this is it? Yeah. Because sometimes you know you just you get so stuck in. Um, sorry, I'm getting my audio. There we go. There All we right. Go. Boom. There we go. We are in. Yeah. Perfect. This is my little room studio we got going on over here. Love I like it. it. Thank you. I like it. Yeah, I just finally redid mine. Um, it was a it was a needed. It was uh, a needed long thing. needed. Yeah, because I would hop on meetings all the time with uh, different uh-huh. clients or potential clients, and then they would they would have like these nice, especially during COVID, right? They'd have these oh, like yeah. nice like setups, yeah. and mine was just a white wall with. Uh, <laughs> just no lighting or anything or sound and they'd have the microphones and, and I'd be the person coming in to do like the film stuff. And I'm like, Hey, how's it going? Like, this is really low quality looking. And, oh, I guess. and so finally, when we moved to our own house, I was like, I need to, you know, this is the actually, moment in time. Yeah. I'm like, I need to step it up. And also like it helps so much for like the whole YouTube thing because yeah, um, uh, now I have like a, permanent office where i have like it took me a long time just to dial it in on how exactly i wanted it but now i mean i haven't yet but now if i ever need to like record something and and like you know get it out there then i can just everything's i have it all set up i i have it took me a while to like exact exact color grading like writing down each specs like having all my light percentages right um because I'm not the most organized person, so, <laughs> hey. uh, but yeah. yeah, so like, that's the most organized I've ever been. Uh, I <laughs> so I am, I'm yeah. like organized, not organized mess, but I have my ways. Like I know where stuff yeah. is. I keep all my camera gear in my bag. It, uh, if it leaves the bag, it better be in a place where I can see it or else we're gonna have a problem. <laughs> oh, well, that's but, much better than me. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I say that I'm organized in some senses, but I don't know. I don't know if I'm organized at all. Like, uh, I just have, I just have so much stuff and random like things for gear, especially with product filmmaking. Yeah. Like all of like sticks, all of specific sticks, and I'm like, ah, should I get rid of this? And I feel like I'm turning into a hoarder with it because I'll get all Everything like I'll get a bunch useful. of. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And then, so I started doing this thing where I just give away a bunch of stuff to people I know uh-huh. or um, not started, but give away things. I'm like, oh, I don't need this anymore. Or like, I'll throw it away because I just, I, I start getting stressed out about it. I'm like, just get rid of it and um, I'll do it. And then I'll be filming with my assistant and I'm like, Alex, where, 
players that he's like, you threw that away or gave it away. And I'm like, oh, no, we need that. So oh, sometimes it's back. like something. It's like a lot of times it's bolts, too. Yeah. And then uh, and I'm like, what is this bolt for? And then I'm like, yeah, it's probably nothing important. I throw it away. And then I realize a week later, I'm like, oh, that was actually really important. I could have used so, it for the shoot. Dang yeah, man. I'm like, that it actually attaches the camera and holds it in a certain position. And I mean, it happens all the time. So yes, it's, it's, part of, it's part of the process. Yeah. No, I mean, it's it's fine, though, because then it just gives you, like, a chance to kind of, like, rework and figure out a new way to, um, you know, go about it or exactly. get it right. So. I'm going to adjust this. This is bothering my headroom and stuff. I have no clue. Just going to do everything. There we go. There we go. Now I can stand up nice and tall. It's like, yeah, I look big now. What's going on, people? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, because like sometimes I just, it'll bother bother me if I have like the, uh, my framing all off. I see. Plus, I'm like, I'm in a small little corner right here. I see so a little light I'm, in the back. I think I, I remember seeing Instagram little videos speaking of how, how to do good lighting. And I'm like, now nah, I know. Oh. Crap. Yeah, I need to turn that on one second. I might, I might <laughs> like, oh, there it is. There's a light. Oh, it's not plugged in. Duh. I forgot that I'd have to climb underneath. Uh, we were using the dimmer for actually the shoot that I'm editing right now. Uh -huh. I have like these panels at my uh, studio that we built, and but they're way too bright. And so we're using a dimmer on it. But the problem is, is one dimmer on both panels, it starts flickering like crazy. So I had to use two dimmers. And so I had to borrow the one from there because that light's too bright as well. Uh, like a lot of practical lights are always like too bright. So right. you can just buy like a, you know, like a $20 dimmer on Amazon and uh, that helps with it, you know. Otherwise, I mean, I'd have to be cranking these all up and then I'd be getting so much like hot spots on. I kind of get them a little bit already on these walls right here. But oh, I see. Oh, it's like light. It's like blue yeah. and then kind of orangey, but it gives yeah, an interesting, but, you know, backlight. In a way. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I mean, it's always not as good on a webcam or anything like that, right? Your dynamic range or whatever. So, it's like it still gives something, you know. It still yeah, yeah, yeah. Really like a, you know, just flat. I got. Well, I have what? I got my photo light over here. This is like this is the regular newer spotlight that just turns one. It's one brightness, and then I have my dimmer one over here that I bought. Uh, I think a year or two ago. I love these dimmer ones because you can just go bright, low, hot, cool. And then uh, I recently got acoustic panels in my room. So I kind of, oh, nice. I literally just made my room into a full on little studio. I'm like, shoot, yeah, you know? it works for now. But I would, same thing. Day I moved to my own place, that is game. Yeah, it, I'm doing it. <laughs> it, it. It takes time. Like, I, I mean, everything, you know, I mean, like one of the biggest things that people criticize I think the most about with uh, what I do is uh, they're like, well, you have a bunch of gear and like a studio. And I'm like, right. yeah, but like it never started like that. It doesn't, <laughs> unless you're, unless you're like, I don't know, unless your family's rich and they give you a bunch of stuff when you first started. But even then I think that'd be such a detriment to your actual skills because you need to start with cheaper, simpler things and build your way up. Like, I mean, I started my first camera was a GoPro and I ran around because I saw like something from Sam Colder and I started with a GoPro and ran around Europe trying to like film stuff. Uh -huh. And then even when I did started doing product videos, um, I didn't have any lights. I didn't even know how to do lighting. I started buying lights, uh, just... ter terrible lights. I'm not going to say the brand, but they're not great lights. And, uh, you know, and I was doing it in my kitchen and my kitchen was like, had like maybe like, I'd say like seven and a half foot tall ceilings uh -huh. which is not it's very because it was like on top of, uh, of our landlord's garage and is like so hard 
to light anything top down. We're so limited, you know, but I mean, that's, that's, it was fine because, you know, that's what I started with. I, I, we would put everything down in our, um, I had this little storage unit down below and then I'd haul everything up. We wouldn't be able to eat in our kitchen for two days when I'd make my product videos and then we <laughs> haul everything back down as I was learning. And yeah. I mean, luckily my uh, girlfriend was very patient with that. So awesome. I think I remember but, seeing a couple of kitchen videos too. I'm like, man, that is amazing. I'm like, is that his kitchen? Damn. Yeah. I but I mean, that that's the thing is like, um, it doesn't matter, you know, if yeah. you're doing your kitchen, ideally, the reason, only reason why we got, I got a space is because it wasn't really practical for me for the amount of work I started getting yeah. wasn't practical to be using our kitchen and not be able to cook in there. Cause we actually like to cook a lot. So, I mean, but that's what I try to tell people. I'm like, just cause I have a studio doesn't mean you can't like get the same amazing results. Cause the beautiful thing about product videos is once you can control your lights, yep. if you can, you know, block out everything and you have enough space Ideally, more space is better. It does help. But if you have enough space, you can still produce the exact same stuff that I'm doing. You know, yeah, sure. I mean, I'm not using anything. For most of my videos, I'm not using any kind of, uh, I'd yeah. say, tech camera gear that's, you know, revolutionary comparatively. I'm not using a Phantom. I'm not using a Red. I'm yeah. using an R5, which I mean, you know, for people is nice. But if you are a, a filmmaker that's working an R5 is a yeah. pretty standard camera and then an Ursa Pro G2 which is probably like the cheapest of the cinema cameras so I mean, you know you know that's like the next level if you want to go full-on production or something but yeah I mean I actually yeah. got that funny enough I got that back in the day when I used to do a lot of travel stuff yeah. and then um I'd be doing documentary stuff and I was like oh, I need this I need this camera so I got it for that and then once my work I uh, started going more into commercial stuff at first. I was like, man, I bought this camera and I, I'm not using it at all. And then I remembered that it had 300 frames on it, like at 1080p cropped. Like, uh, and ever since then, I've been using it as my slow-mo camera. Eventually, I want to upgrade to something else. I think I'm, but I mean, I saw that FreeFly just came out with a new one. I tested their Wave. Their Wave was total garbage. Uh, sorry, FreeFly, but I, I, I rented it. I rented it because... Uh. Luckily, my girlfriend, she was like, just rent it first because I was so excited that somebody finally came out with like an affordable, like slow motion camera. Yeah. It was terrible. There was like lines tearing through it. Mm. And so you the image and stuff, even outside bright daylight. So I, I was like, no go. And then my friend got a Kronos, which is actually pretty good, but the I dynamic range is it's the dynamic range isn't great. And I was like, well, I saw my Ursa and it shoots 300 frames. It's not a thousand frames, but like I feel like the image quality is a little bit better. And I'm like, and it was already out for a while. So I'm like, I'll just wait. And now it's been two years, uh, two years longer and I'm still waiting. And then, I mean, free fly just came out their new one, but it's also like eighteen, $19,000 when you're all said and done. And I'm like, like, that's car. It's not really, yeah, it's not really cheap. Um, so I'm waiting for, well, I see, cause nobody's come out with a review yet on it. So I'm curious if it's actually, cause that was what they did with the wave one as well. You know, like you don't, I don't know if they don't really give them out to people to do reviews or people just don't want to do reviews, but like, I don't buy anything unless I either get my hands on it first, you know, especially that much money or like I, I somebody just done like a trustworthy review that I've, you know, if it was like Gerald and Dunn or someone like that, that's a, uh, you know, done a review, then it'd be nice, but we'll wait. But his are a little like too complex for me sometimes. I'm like, he's gone into way too many specs. Usability. Just yeah. tell me, tell me if it's good. That's all I need to know. So I do any piece of camera gear. I actually look it up from lenses to lights. I'm just like, all right, 
which ones are the most like you know good or like have a good rating i'm not gonna just get anything you know and at the same time affordable um yeah so i was like either top 10 or top five i'll just you know go to based on whichever has the best rating on that just get it yeah exactly i mean i i've learned from buying gears that Sometimes you don't ever buy things because you think it's going to get you more work. Only buy it if you if you need it for work. Because I can't believe I can't uh, can't even I don't even know the word I was trying to say. But I, I just there's been so many times that I've bought gear that you know I thought it was going to up level my career, and the reality is is that um, it was never needed, and then it would just sit on a shelf like very expensive equipment that just sat on a shelf. I never needed it. And even so, like even using a nicer camera than the R5, like, you know, mm-hmm. a cinema camera would be fine for image quality, but it actually, for like usability, it would, it wouldn't work. It would slow down my workflow uh-huh. a lot, you know? And then I'd actually have to buy more equipment because like the, the nicer equipment, I know I'm sure people would roast me on this, but I mean, this is just from my experience is that the nicer the equipment is that you get. Yeah the more complicated it is to use and the more things you need to use with it. So for example, like for like a Lamborghini comparatively to a Honda Civic, Honda Civic is not going to break down. You can always use that. You could freaking run that thing into a tree and it's still going to run. Lamborghini is going to need to be fine tuned. You're going to can only drive it on certain roads. I mean, it's still a beautiful car. It looks great, but at the same time, you're going to have so many more problems with it. Right. Um, And I mean, just, I mean, R5 is a very, I wouldn't say it's a Honda Civic, definitely not, but you know, uh, it's a very versatile car. Um, or camera, it's a very our versatile camera, camera yeah. That, yeah, that you can use, you know, for so many different things. And it, it just makes, you have good enough image quality. And then it ha- like people are, it's so funny because anytime like, uh, a reel does well of mine, people are always, people will question like, well, where's your focus pulling like on your, on your camera and then blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I have autofocus. I'm like, uh-huh. it's, it's, it's we good should. enough at, at this point that, you know, people are wondering how I'm getting the focus. Then it works. Obviously it's not perfect, but it's good enough that I don't have to hire a focus puller. I don't have to set up oh, extra yeah. gear, you know, any of that kind of stuff. And so it was about that's you know, yeah, exactly. So that's my whole thought process on, you know, gear, camera gear and stuff, but sorry, I ramble a lot. Yeah, That was normal. Um, how did you actually get in to product for, I guess, product videography? Yeah. Or what sparked like, you know what? I'm going to just do product videography. That's it. Product videos. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I was already doing a bunch of commercial marketing videos and I was traveling quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I was traveling like all over the world. Each month I was like in a different place on an airline i was traveling with my girlfriend i bring her along uh sometimes uh like somebody in my family as well and it was fun but it also was super exhausting and i was so tired of being on planes all the time and i i was carrying about six bags of gear gear would get lost all the time and it and the thing is is I mean, I'm sure if I stuck with it longer, um, I mean, I never got the chance to really figure it out because of COVID, but I'm sure if I stuck with it longer that like I could kind of break through to a price point where it would have been a little bit more luxurious, but like everything was always like, you know, travel wise because I was the producer for most of the stuff. So I'd have to set up my flights and stuff and anything that would like cost more money, Uh you know, that I would be losing money kind of thing with working with these clients. And so I'd always kind of do like, I was younger too. And so I do more like bottom of the barrel travel just so that I can make more money on the project. Right. And, um, it was exhausting. 
and then after like after a while uh i think it was towards the end of the year i was talking to my girlfriend and we were at the airport and i was like i just want to do something different like i want to do something more creative like i I love this but i'm just tired of traveling i'm like i don't want to travel like right now like i'm just burnt out and every time you know you're in the shopping malls at the airport i'd see those beautiful perfume ads like the cool cinematic shots and stuff and i thought to myself like that'd be fun to do. I want to, how do I get hired for that? Yeah. And I mean, the way that I built my career before that is I just taught myself everything uh, on YouTube and just going out and failing and, and trying. And so I got home uh, once I had a break in that work and I just started, I started looking up things on YouTube, but I couldn't really find any tutorials on product filmmaking. Yeah. I could find some on product photography. And so I started learning those and then taking what I knew with filmmaking. Then I, I would test and like, trial and error. I started a Facebook group in San Francisco and I told people, I'm like, Hey, does anybody want to learn how to do product uh, videos? Come over to my apartment. And so like eight people showed up, which was like pure chaos. I didn't think that many people would show up. And I mean, our, like, again, my apartment was very small. So we're all just in there filming. And my girlfriend was like, what the heck are you guys doing? But nevertheless, um, so I started doing that and I didn't, like I said, I didn't have really lights at the time or, or anything to do like these commercials, yeah. but I would see the, like I'd see the product spinning and flipping. And so I started thinking to myself, like, okay, what do I have around my house? And I'm like, well, I have a drill that spins and I do know how to remove uh, from teaching myself after effects. I'm like, I do know how to remove like sticks and wires and stuff. So what if I stuck a skewer into the product and then used a drill to spin it? And so I would do that. And then I'd get the, the, the product to spin and flip. And right. yeah, I mean, I didn't learn it from anybody. I just started, you know, deducting what I would see in actual and commercials on TV and then try to reverse engineer that in my head. And so I started doing that and then I'm like, I don't really have backgrounds, but I can use my TV. Right. Yeah, and I can put different nice. colors like I could put different colors on my TV. And so that's kind of where I started using my TV and my drill. And I, once I started doing that and I, I was more confident with it, I thought to myself and I told my girlfriend, I was like, I don't want other filmmakers. If they want to do this, I don't want them to have to go through what I did, which was, you know, like dissect a bunch of product photography yeah. videos and then try to learn these tricks. So I'm like, what if I, you know, just show some people it. And so I just put some videos out there. And I think my first video I put out was a month before COVID. And then by then, I think I was on my third tutorial. And then COVID happened. Yeah, well, and and then it, it kind of like blew up from that. Um, and so it just started taking off from there. And then I was just, I just kept doing it. Like I always did is I just would keep creating because that's how I got work back in the days. I just would create until people would hire me and I kept putting things out there. Um, and I didn't have a social media following at all at that point, but then it started growing on YouTube and then which uh, transferred into Instagram. And I just would keep putting things out there. And I think, I mean, I know COVID was a tough time for everybody, but um, I didn't, I didn't actually like get a client until what, once my YouTube blew up until maybe a half a year in, to, to oh, COVID. Yeah. So then I got my first client and I didn't realize that until I looked back, like at all my videos and I was like, wait a second, I didn't make any money for like a really <laughs> long time. Um, but luckily, you know, like I, like I had money saved up from, um, what I was doing before. I, I do remember though, uh, there was points where I was so nervous to even, and I, I was not, I didn't have a lot of money and I was so nervous. I'm like, I was telling, um, and I wasn't making any money yet doing this. And, 
I was telling my girlfriend, we were, we were going to the store and I'm like, I don't know if I should buy, you know, a bunch of these Pringles right now. Uh-huh. I'm pretty nervous. I'm like, I don't, I mean, it's just, am I wasting money? I'm like, I'm wasting my time doing this. And she's like, no, just, just keep doing it. Right. So I kept doing it. And you know, it just, everything like slowly built and built. And then eventually I got clients and then I'd use those clients work to like help do more tutorials. And people really liked the creative ideas I was doing. Um, and it kind of just kept growing from there and I didn't ever really stop. And then it got bigger clients. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's still, it's always still a grind. Um, I never stop anytime. Like I have a lull in work, I just put out more content, you know, and then I try to get more work and that's kind of how it is. I, I don't know. That's always what I've done. Cause I, I know a lot of people in the film industry, you know, big and small. Yeah. And a, a lot of the people that I know that are not, you know, don't have a following. They always, you know, are str- struggling here and there, you know, it's paycheck to paycheck. And I just tell them, I'm like, I mean, the only thing I ever did is whenever I had free time is I just kept creating because I love to create. Um, but you know, that's how I, I mean, that's how I got work. That's always yeah. how I got work. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you just keep creating. And if you don't get work, you keep creating, keep creating. I mean, any of my free time since I started my filmmaking career, maybe seven eight years ago, wow. every single time I, seven years ago, maybe, I don't know. I might be less. I honestly, I'm really bad with time. seems like a lot longer than right. it actually is. But um, anytime I had free time, I just would keep creating, you know? Wow. Um, yeah, you got so, like, the, like the juice for creating, you know, never, and then never yeah. ends. Yeah. Always, you know, just go with your ideas, you know, that you have in your head and see where that takes you. Um, so I don't know. I mean, that's my advice. I know you ask for it, but my advice to well, people, advice, you, guys. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. People usually ask, usually at some point they're like, well, what do you have advice for uh, newer creators? And that's what, that would be my advice is just create, Great. put things out there, just keep creating. Don't get discouraged. It took a long time. I think it took a, when I first built my career, it took, I had a video blow up on YouTube. Um, well, not blow up, but like blow up for my first video. Um, when I first started, um, and it was like a, a, one of my hometown and I think it got like 60,000 views, but I was like, I made it. I'm good. Like people were, <laughs> were offering me jobs, but like they never, they, they all fell through. And it wasn't until a year later, I was taking everything I could on Craigslist, which was like sketch. I was doing anything I could when I first started filmmaking, you yeah. know, I was, I had told a company that I lived in LA and I don't know if you know how far San Francisco is from LA, but it's about seven and a half hours right? Most of the time, if you're going downtown LA, uh, I told them I lived there. And so I would drive down there with no money. I would drive down there. I didn't have enough money to stay in a hotel. So I drive down there. I would film for them. Uh This was, this was non-paid as well, but it was for like travel opportunities. Uh So I got to go travel with them around the world on other things, but I'd have to shoot events for them. And so I told them I lived in LA. I applied for the job. I'd drive down there and I'd be so tired coming back as the events would be late at night. I'd sleep on the side of the road, you know, and I would do this about two or three times a month for them. And then I get to go travel with them on other things. And I was like, maybe once every two months, but like that helped build my, my portfolio. I mean, I don't know if it ever really lent. I don't know. You know, that's the thing is like, I, I mean, I see a lot of people that are like, well, I don't have work or anything like that. And like things for free, like that's such like a ripoff. And I'm like, Man, I don't know if I was in your position when I yeah. started and I didn't have any, I still do things for free. I mean, I shouldn't say that, but I, I still do. If I, if I think it's something that, you know, if it's something that is 
passionate to me because that's the things that you're going to be passionate about and the yeah. things that you want to drive for. A lot of the times they're not going to be money at first and you have to, you know, take those and create them into opportunities. I, my, the first thing that I ever, like the biggest, one of the biggest things that I ever first did was direct a TV show. And I did that from a paid opportunity. I mean, sorry, a free opportunity uh, uh, to start. And then it led to a paid opportunity of directing a TV show. And so like, I mean, that's, you know, to anybody, even if you are a lot farther in your career, I mean, as long as you're not feeling like you're getting taken advantage of, you know, if, if people are coming to you, I think the thing is, is if people are coming to you and asking you to do things for free and instead of you initiating it, then, you know, that's, that's where it is. Just, you, you don't ever get taken advantage of, but I always say, do things for free get yourself out there, put your like foot in the door, you know, make connections because those connections lead to other connections. And eventually you build like a whole list and a whole portfolio. You built a solid following of not like, uh, people online, social media, but you built a solid following of business entrepreneurs, uh, different businesses, mom and pop shops, you know, e-commerce. There's so many e-commerce companies that are always trying to market, yeah, you know? So I don't know. I mean, you know, we're, I put yourself on Fiverr. I don't know. You know, there's just so I many different Fiverr, things. We can it? Do. It kinda I don't know. Works. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, not everything, but there yeah. is, I, I have a friend that built some of his, uh, contacts on Fiverr and it was a slow start, you know, but then it slowly started building up and then he got bigger and bigger clients. And I know people that made their whole thing on just small Amazon e-commerce videos, nothing amazing, but they'll do those, you know? Um, so, I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of opportunities out there and I mean, yeah, exactly. Uh, Cause I go to car shows and stuff. And sometimes yeah. when I go to car shows, I obviously bring my camera cause I'm like, mm-hmm. that's what I do. I'm not going to just not bring my camera. So now I've, I've already had one in the West Palm where it's Fuel Fest. And um, I reached out to him first asking for a media pass just in case if they had any. And then it went from that to, oh, hey, we, would you, we'll pay your ticket in if you can share content with us. I was like, okay, no problem. And there you go. They literally paid my ticket, sent me an email, and I get there. And um, I basically do as I normally would, except this time I had an official share media pass to share yeah and then you you make connections off that and if they like your work then they're like hey you want to come do it again and you're like yeah i do but it actually is going to cost you know this how much you're talking (laughs) yeah exactly because i mean then now they know you right they know you they've worked with you and it's so much easier than trying to cold call somebody and say hey uh let's do some work uh uh, pay me to do work you've never met me before you know like i don't know if this person's legit or not right um, another thing that I've seen like a few, uh, content creators talk about is that you can reach out to people and be like, um, I'd love to create a video for you. It'll, it, it costs this much, but if you are, if you don't like it or not satisfied, then it's free kind of thing, you know, um, or you don't have to pay or whatever. Yeah. I don't think it's free. I don't think they give it to them for free. I, I saw like this whole reel about this guy explaining it. Yeah. He gets his work. And I was like, ah, that, I mean, that works too. You know, that's another way, but I mean, I've always done like, you know, do something for free first and then it opens up other connections and stuff. But, um, you know, I mean, everything's different for everybody. Yeah. And I mean, I only recommend that if you really love filmmaking though, you know, I mean, like, I've seen one kid, I think it was on, was it TikTok? I think it was on TikTok. He would literally go up to like, let's say a food truck and I'd be like, Hey, hey you know, uh, can I film you a free video? And I'm like, who's this kid? When I look him up, I'm like, he's like, he's sick. 
it'd, it'd be a random stranger, you know, it could be L.A. or wherever. You know, you go up to, like, this kid dressed as Superman, and he's like, oh, hey, can I film your video? And then the dad would be, yeah, sure. And he'll, fill, he'll, he'll show him do all, all the movements, all the filming, and then he'll show the product, the after product, and it was, like, insane. And I was like, oh, my God, like, who is this guy? Like, this See, and I mean, he's just going out there and doing it. And, I mean, yeah. if he didn't do all that stuff for free, he probably wouldn't have never built up his social media. And he, yeah. I'm sure he has a probably pretty good following from it, and then now gets, probably you know, gets. clients because of that, uh, you know, influence or clients or whatnot. I know who it was. I'm like, oh shoot. And I looked at his portfolio. I'm like, oh my God, this guy's like, this is insane. Yeah. You thought, I thought it was like some random kid. I probably thinks that, you know, he might be good. But then when I see his edits, I'm like, oh shit, this guy's like really good. (laughs) You know? That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I think a lot of people can be stubborn to the fact that like, well, I'm not getting paid then I'm not doing it. And like, are set in this old way and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but if you're just sitting there, things aren't going to happen. Nobody's going to come knocking on your door and be like, Hey, you want to direct the next big like film, you have to put yourself out there. You have to sacrifice. You have to make those risky investments. I mean, it doesn't always pay off, but I truly believe if you take those risks uh, and you stick with it long enough, uh, they eventually pay off in some way, like full circle kind of thing. And um, I mean, that's how my business and career have done. I mean, well for me, you know, so I mean, I'm very happy where where I'm at. And obviously I want to keep growing keep going and like do bigger and bigger things and take those risks. Um, and so that's always my thing is I'm always trying to do, I'm like, all right, what can I do? What's bigger? What's different? What's next? You know, exactly. So that's what I'm always doing. It's always thinking, what's the next best thing. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. What's been the, one of the, the most wildest, I guess, product video that you're proud of that you've done. Oh, product videos. Oh, that's that was a lot, um, but. One you're like, you know, this this one right here is like my top fave. That um, oh, I don't like watching any of my work. So, <laughs> I mean, I already see it enough when I edit it. Yeah. Um, I would have to say, I mean, I'm trying to think what I've done recently. Um, honestly, my favorite ones are the ones that challenge me where I film it and I think it's going to be good. And then I edit it and I'm like, this is total crap. Like I totally screwed it up. Um, I'm like, I'm gonna have to reshoot this. Like, I'm like, damn it. I just messed this up. Like I can't, like, I can't edit my way out. Um, Not saying like, because sometimes I'll do like effects where I'm like, oh, I can remove that or like do this or make it flip like this in post. It'll be good. Um, And then I get stuck and then I walk away and then, you know, maybe two or three days later, I, it just hits me and I'm like, wait a second, let me, let me, like, let me take another look at it and I'll start doing it. And it all starts coming together. And I'm like, Oh, this is like, then that's like where I get very excited yeah. uh, for, for like a brief moment. I'm like, this is amazing. This is such a great video. And then like, after I'm, once I get that point, like once it's done, then I'm like, I don't like it. anymore. Gosh, yeah. I think, it, I think it's just the process. I think it's the challenge. I mean, yeah. anything, I mean, even when I'm filming and I mean, I could, I could be shooting something that's super similar that kind of similar idea that I've come up with before and all of a sudden just not working. And it's a, just a puzzle piece of trying to figure out, I'm like, okay, what device can I take? And what other thing can I take this stick or this, like uh, this clamp and this C-stand arm and then take this attachment and put it like this. And will that create the, like the flip or the look or the movement that I'm looking for? And so it's kind of cool. And that fact is like, I mean, it's very frustrating times, but those are the best times in any of the product videos that I do. I don't have like a specific one that I'm like, Oh, 
Um, I mean, for example, I mean, honestly, all my, my, all my videos, I'm trying to think back to a video that I haven't had a problem with. Uh, like, actually, I mean, there's a few like that are more simple, like sometimes for clients, but, uh, for example, like I did, uh, this commercial for Dell and I had oh. this whole idea of like going through like a multiverse kind of thing. Yeah, um, and there's like so many, I had so many different attempts that just didn't work. And then finally, I mean, it was shaky, but we're like, Oh, this actually looks pretty good. Yeah. And then I reshot some things because I wanted the desk to fly away. Like I shot it once and the desk wasn't moving out of the way. And then we had one because I was like, Oh, let's make the desk. So I came up with an idea of like taking black cardboard, which was similar to my desk color. And then, putting it on a pivot arm. So like when we'd hit the thing, it would swing forward like this way. And like, then at the same time, we'd, it looks like the monitor was on the same desk, but it wasn't. So we'd pass by. And so we like this and it was just things like that. And I'm like, Oh, this is like, I'm, I, I just got really excited. Cause you know, you, you get, you get at these, uh, you hit these walls and then you have to, the only thing, the only way out of them is, is, you know, like your creativity. So, exactly. I mean, you're, you're challenging yourself into coming up with these new ideas and concepts and for the longest time, cause I get so stressed, especially for clients when I come up with ideas. Um, I try not to do as lofty of ideas a lot of the times for clients, uh, unless I like, I know for sure they're going to work now, but yeah. I think I've had enough experience where like, I can kind of like, you know, what's going to work and not work. And if not, then I can go back and fix it, uh, reshoot it, which I mean, I don't like to do because it costs more money, obviously. Uh, so I try to avoid that unless it's really necessary. But um, yeah, just putting myself into those challenging situations is probably the best part about it is, I mean, always keeping it something new and different and not trying to do the same thing. And that's why I got into product filmmaking in the first place is because when I saw those perfume ads, I, I thought to myself how creative these are. This is so much different than, you know, oh, I have to shoot like, you know, uh, another cinematic video of this person's business, but it's so limited to yeah. where their location is, what the thing looks like. And it's going to be kind of roughly the same when people come to me for product videos, because I've kind of built a foundation of people think that my work is very creative. They usually let me kind of take free control, not all the time, but a lot of time take free control of the idea. And they're like, what can you come up with? Um, well. so and I'm like, well, and so it's, it's just fun. You know, that's fun. It's fun to have an idea and then see it, like bring that idea to life and then see it change in front of your eyes until it gets to what it is, you know, because anything that I come up with in my head is not exactly what's going to be the final outcome. Because I mean, the problem is, is no matter how much you've done filmmaking, you know, you can think that you're going to, um, like your idea, you're like, all right, we're going to get it exactly like this. And then there's always things you just don't think of. That's like a limitation. You're like, okay, well that actually is not like physically possible. I don't know why I thought that, but we can kind of tweak it like this. Cool. And um, so, I mean, yeah, the problem solving part, I hate it, but it's my least favorite part, but it's also my favorite part because, you know, any good memory you have is never, you know, traveling or doing anything is it's never like the positive, the ones that went just super well and smoothly. It's always like the stressful ones that you pull through. And in the end, it's the, the more adventurous stuff is what you remember and you take away from your trips or any kind of memory you have. You're right. You know, like if it all went smoothly and well, you're like, Oh, it was good. And, you know, I, I just went to Mexico and laid on a beach and it was chill or, you know, like, Oh, my, our car broke down. Like we thought we were going to die. But then like, all of a sudden we came and there's a random hotel and we stayed there and it was one of the most fun nights kind of thing. And that's, you know, 
even though that it was terrible in the moment, it's sometimes like, you know, exactly. most, most fun things because those are the things that you remember the most and had the most experience with, right? Exactly. So, yeah. That's always, that was always the funnest. You ever catch yourself like going when you're at grocery shopping and you're just like, man, this product looks dope. I'm going to buy and do a video with it. Yeah. Oh, no, I used to do that all the time, you know? And even now what I'll do is like I'll come up with ideas and then um, – either will companies will reach out to me or I'll come up with an idea. And then I'm like, okay, what product would fit that idea? You know, instead of, I don't, I mean, it's rare that I like look at product because otherwise it started driving me nuts going to the grocery store. Oh God, yeah. And like, I'm like, I need a shot for like groceries right now. I, Cause otherwise my brain doesn't shut off with filmmaking. Yeah. So I have to like set, I have to, I have to start setting boundaries with certain things. Like, otherwise I need to eat this. But you know, this so I, really, it looks really cool. <laughs> yeah. Cause otherwise then that's all I'll be doing at the, you know, this, when I'm at the store, it's like I won't shut off thinking about work, and it can get very exhausting because I have a very um, my brain is like it just goes in circles a lot, so like it won't let go of things, and like so I'll just be thinking. But ninety nine percent of my thoughts have to do around work and filmmaking, and so um, it, it can get exhausting. So I have to like you know like I have to kind of try to set boundaries, and uh, otherwise uh, I just drive myself insane. So you're seeing things like. No, no, I need to stop, stop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, I mean, that's where all my creativity, I guess, comes from too, is because I'm always trying to think and like work through problems and stuff, even in my head. And like, um, so uh, me and my girlfriend will go on walks, and all of a sudden, like, I'll be thinking, and I don't realize that I'm doing it, but I'll be like, I'll be like thinking in my head as I'm walking. I'm going like, it'll start with a a movement, yeah. like my idea, like it's just like a, it's like the idea is there, but it's so far back there in my head. And I'm like, and almost like it's really far down a tunnel. And I'm like, what is that? And I'm like trying to like bring it forward or like, you know, when you have a dream and then you're trying to remember yeah, that dream yeah. when you wake up and you, it's so hazy. That's what it's like. I'm like, what is it? What is it? And I'm like trying to work through it and we'll be walking out and like, she'll be talking to me about something and I'll be like, I'll be going like, like this and she's like yeah she's used to it now but i mean so like i have to like work through it and i don't realize like i'm doing it you know so i'm like working through my head trying to figure out how i'm manifesting that i guess idea or or something to come into something and you'll like what i'm doing with this (laughs) maybe i don't know i don't know she, I mean, she watches everything I do, but just because I make her, because I ask her for feedback. Uh-huh. I, I don't think she'd, I mean, I'm sure if I didn't ask her for feedback, she'd probably be more curious to watch it. But, like, you know, oh, okay. because I, I shoved in front of her face uh, all the time. We used to have in our in our old apartment, our, my desk would be here and her desk would be right here. And so every like, because she, uh, she does uh, photography. Oh, sure. And so every, um, every time uh, she's working, I'd be like, hey wait what about this and she got so annoyed at it but now we have our own office <laughs> so. so you can be over here and i'm over here so well because what she does like i don't really have funny enough is like i don't have like the best advice like i taught her because she wasn't a photographer at all when i first met her uh-huh. and then she started doing because i was doing weddings for quite a while doing uh, wedding filmmaking and uh she started doing them with me and she's like i like it and I like, you know, meeting the couples, but I don't really want to do filmmaking. Like I'd rather be a photographer. I think I have more of an eye for that. And so she started doing that. And um, at first I was like, yeah, like this and this. And then she just took it and like excelled way past my photography, you know, skills. And I'm, and I'm like, yeah, you don't really need my help. Uh And 
you got and stuff. It. And, and plus my, like my style is so different than hers. So, um, yeah, like she has like this, like more like light and airy and washed look and, you know, I'm not washed, but like more realistic. And I'd say all my stuff is not that, you know, um, none of my stuff has ever been realistic. I don't think, but I mean, that's kind of like the world that I like to imagine is, is a world that you can't live in. Uh, you know, for example, I don't like watching movies where I'm like, okay, it's where it's just like a mundane person's life. I'm like, I can just watch my own life. If I want to yeah, do that. Like, like I want to like, I want to experience things that, you know, you can't experience, uh, in, in the real world. So I think that's what I like about, you know, creating things and stuff. So that's true. I remember seeing the one video you did, uh, I think it was a cereal and you had, you recreated like a farmland. I'm like, Oh my God, it legit looks like a farm. <laughs> and it was with a TV and then the farmland was over here. And then you had, I think your buddy came in and just like grabbed it. I'm like, wow. And then, yeah, man, that that's, that's wild right there. But yeah, that one, that one, I don't actually, I forgot about that, that video. That was, yeah, that was in my old apartment. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think that one actually turned out pretty legit. Uh, I mean, too bad many weeds never saw it, but you know, whatever. You know, uh, I thought it, I thought it was good. It was fun. The funny thing is, what people don't know about that is uh, the where I got that idea, not how to shoot it, but like the kind of general idea is um, if you've ever seen South Park, yeah, and uh, Tweak's dad like used to in old old episodes where he would like stand over with the co- he used to be a coffee maker and he's like great coffee, like trickles down from the rivers, the rivers of belief and blah, blah, blah. And so when I came up with the idea, like I was, we took like some of the lines from that and like reworked them to, and it was supposed to be funny at first, but then the person that I had voiceover to like made it more serious. And I was like, well, I mean, it wasn't like the voiceover was supposed to be funny. And I was like, well, you know, cause it was supposed to be kind of based off of that. And uh, yeah, but you know, things change, you know, your idea changes and then got more like legitimate. And then, People are like, oh, I really like that voiceover, and I'm like, oh, the like voiceover, like what I wrote was like a joke, you know? It's like it's almost. I haven't listened to it in a while, but because uh, probably since I made it, but you know, like it, like if you listen to it and you think about it in that context, then you're like, oh yeah, he was definitely just joking around with what he this wrote. Ain't real, for it. No. yeah. Actually, I think after watching that, I did one with um, Kodiak Cakes oatmeal. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. and uh, it literally in my backyard. I was like, you know what? I'm going to try doing something with, after watching that, I'm like, man, let me try doing something in my backyard. I think it was during the COVID era because I was like here working from home a lot. And then I was like, all right, let me take this cereal. And I had, I have like this nice wooden table in the back in my backyard from a certain angle at the right time of day. You can't tell it's my backyard. So I was like, okay, I put the, the, the oatmeal on the grass by the tree, filmed it, filmed me taking it, um, opening it up, putting a packet into the, Bowl and I actually did a little voiceover like Kodiak cakes oatmeal, you know, try to sound as country as I could. And I rewatched it. I'm like, damn, it actually looks like a. I think that's the first, the I the only vid, no, yeah, the only product video that I've done that actually has over like a thousand views right now. That's so awesome. Like, damn, that actually, that's great. Okay, I'm, that, that's that's so good. <laughs> See, I mean, and that's the thing is like. Um, I mean, I don't know if it ever led to any work, you know, obviously maybe not with them, but like with anybody. And, but I mean, if you kept at that and you keep doing that, you know, it grows into more clients and stuff, you know, it just, I could show my it is, did this, like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. They're like, oh, like, and then somebody else sees it and they're like, oh, like we have like, you know, like an oatmeal brand or like a Quaker bar that we're trying to yeah. do. And yeah, it's just, uh, 
I mean, it just takes a, you know, I mean, when if people want to go like product filmmaking or anything like that, it just takes a, you know, you just have to be kind of relentless and keep kind of knocking at that door and hell it opens kind of thing. So yeah, uh, you can't be, you can't be afraid to fail, you know, it's happened. Especially a lot Many of times. that, it happens every single time I pick up the camera, I fail at right. something and then, oh. and then, yeah, I can't believe I, every shoot that I do, there's something that I mess up on or something that we get stuck on or, you know, where you just have that thing in the back of your head where you're like, oh, I just want to quit right now. Like this isn't working the way I wanted it to. But um, even with the video I'm working on right now, I was like, well, I just wasted two days filming this and oh, God. It, it's, it's total crap. Like I, when I first edited it and then I walked away and then I came back to it and I'm like, wait, okay, maybe if I do this and this and this, and now it's like, now I'm like, it's right there. And then I found like the right music. Cause the first music I used, you know, it just, uh, and then I have like my small group of people that like, I trust that are like, you know, good friends that are all content creators and I'll send it to them. I'm like, what do you guys think? Um, and if they all give me the thumbs up, then it's good to go. But usually one or two will give me some tweak, you know, yeah. advice. And then I'll, I'll do that and stuff like that. And then, you know, it's good to go. You also know, you know, Daniel Schiffer also, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. we talk maybe like once a year. So, <laughs> but I mean, when we, yeah, when we do talk, we like, we talk for a few hours. He's a, he's a super nice dude. He's, I mean, I'm busy. So I can't imagine how busy of a person he is, you know, with, uh, I mean, it's just exponential. I think, you know, as your, your following, uh, grows and like clientele and demands and stuff. Um, so like, I cannot imagine, you know, how crazy and hectic his life can be. And I, I think, knowing him you know he likes to take i mean this could all be assumptions from the once a year that we yeah. talk but you know i think he likes to have his his like you know space and distance and take his own time you know um yeah. you know because I'm, I'm sure you can get so burnt out with it and stuff and um i mean i do all the time you know but everybody you know everybody operates differently yeah. you know uh i'm like i always have to be around people so and so my, I want to be alone. Like, All right. my girlfriend, like I, it's something I've had to learn in our relationship so much is that she's like, okay, I need like my alone time now. And I'm like, Oh, cause I was the youngest child. Uh -huh, and yeah. so I was always used to being around people. And I'm like, all right, so uh, who yeah. am I going to hang out with or, or call now? You know, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to sit by myself. So <laughs> I'm going to go with the boys then. All right. Yeah. No, no, no. All right. You said you want to be alone. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want me to do? I find it's funny, like, as even now, like, I have the very few friends I have, like, I, I won't see them every day. And even people, like, if they hit me up every day, I'll be like, dude, I need, like, a little space. <laughs> Calm down. I just talked to you yesterday. It's fine. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't, let, let, let time build up and we can have stuff to talk about or wait till we hang out. Or they hung out one day and then the next day, like, dude, I want to hang out again. I was like, we just hung out yesterday. Like, it's so funny how different everybody is because no matter how much you know yeah you uh you try to think in somebody else's perspective the hardest thing is that we only take our perspective and and be like why is this person acting like this or doing this because we're only looking at it through the lens of our own you know our own eyes it's very hard for you to remove yourself from you know, all the conditions, habits, personality traits that you have and be like, okay, where's this person? Because yeah. people think completely different.